0: Hello, this is Lance Farrell with Life at Level 10, where you get inspired to live your best life. Hey, this is Lance Farrell. I've got a special guest on today by the name of Alan Sprinkle. Alan was our first $10,000 national contest winner back in, I believe, 2009. Welcome, Alan. Thank you, Lance. Great to be here. How are you? I want to know about Alan. So tell the people, who is Alan Sprinkle?
1: You know, I grew up and I was on the... Um, shy side of things and real reserved. I wasn't allowed to go out for sports. We had farming we had to do and we worked hard at the farm and we, we did our chores. And and I joined the army when I was 17, stayed in the army for 22 years and traveled all over the world. In that process, um, I stayed in pretty good shape because the army expects you to stay in shape. And so when we finished, uh, when we finished, I retired from the army and I was in Des Moines. And I found myself starting to gain weight because now I'm not in the programs anymore that helped me to focus myself. And uh, so I, I kind of lost focus and my wife and I both uh, found we needed something. And so we were still doing our running and still doing some of the exercises, but it wasn't the same. And uh, she found. Before
0: I move on, thank you for your service. Thank you for oh, thank your you. service in the uh, army. That's really good. 22 years. That's really should be proud of that. So, and
1: uh, I, you know, it was, It's not right for everybody, but, you know, it really helps you to grow up, find yourself, gain maturity. Work ethic is there. I mean, it really does a good job for us. It helps us keep us focused. And uh, so it's it's uh, it's good. It was really good for me. Um, So my wife went out and was investigating where could we go to a gym at? What could we do? And she went to Farrell's. And the only concern she had, she got to talk in the Grimes Farrell's. And the concern she had was I'm not going to have to spar with my husband and I because. He used to do a lot of neat stuff as an airborne ranger and I don't want to spar with him. <laughs> and no, there's no sparring with other people. It's only on a bag and you're going to, you're going to punch and kick a bag. And then you're going to work out, but you'll be working out by him, but you don't have to work out you know with him, you know? And uh, so that solved it. We, she signed us both up and we started Pharaoh's and it, and I think it was late 2007 and uh, we did our first 10 weeks and then we loved it stayed and we both joined the one year challenge. So Let's back
0: up just a second. So you said that you'd gotten the army got you gotten maybe a little bit out of condition like you'd like to be after you got out of the army is that right?
1: That's correct. And so when I was in the army I was trying to run, you know, trying to run my 2 miles, try to keep it around the 12 15, 12 30 for 2 miles, uh try to keep my push-ups around 80. That's fast. And my sit ups in uh I used to do 90 sit-ups in two minutes. Everything was two minutes then. It was two minutes nice. push-ups, two minutes sit-ups, and then yeah. go for a um uh, You know, so we was, do
0: one-minute push-ups and one-minute one sit-ups. <laughs> and one-minute push-ups is a lot of push-ups. So I can imagine two minutes yes. of push-ups.
1: Well, see, then you take uh, you pause and you hold yourself in different defunctory positions, which you can't drop to your knees. If you drop to your knees, you're done. So you, you try to plank and try All to right. get a little more out of it. And then you get going again and get a few more and get 10 more and hold it and get 10 more and hold it. And. You try to get every last minute you can, every last, every last little bit out of your body. So, so there's a
0: built-in plank with those push-ups, I, I <laughs> yes guess.
1: Yes, <there> huh? <laughs> <laughs> So my wife and I, as, as I mentioned, we both joined the one-year challenge. We loved the Ferrells program so much, and it was so effective for us uh, following the eating plan, following – we didn't have to buy a lot of extra stuff. We followed the plan. I've got to have vegetables. I've got to have meats, and my meats are lean, and, and we've got to eat – and so she does a very good job of, of setting everything up for my meals to make sure I followed my right number of proteins and my right number of carbohydrates per meal and getting my right input. And by doing that, it was really effective uh, for us. One of the other parts of this is I liked working out with a group again. And, and yes, I can go work out by myself. And I, I do now. I work out by myself quite often. But there's nothing like working out in a whole group of people having coaches, having instructors, having somebody else that's checking on you and all those type of things. And that's significant. And that's one of the things the Ferrell's program does that a lot of programs don't. And so our people, once they, once they come through this program, they like to pay it forward. It doesn't matter if they won. They won because they lost, they reshaped their body. They won because they're, they're off some medicines that they were on before. They're, they're, they're happy because of the success they've had. And so now they want to be a coach, and after they coach the next session, they're so excited, and then they coach other people to the same successes. And then after that, they want to become an instructor, and some people do. I, I listened to Todd Doer's, uh podcast. He was the primary instructor of all of my instructor trainings, and I was having a hard time getting my my form good enough in some of the uh, some of the kicks. And he said, Alan, why don't you meet me at lunchtime at this gym location? You come in there and we'll work out together and I'll coach you as we work out. And we did workouts together for a few lunchtimes until I built my form well enough that he would allow me to continue to the next level of being an instructor. So there's something to be said for that as well. And so it's not just, there's always people helping people to continue the journey to keep the journey going. You know, years later, I still support challenges and different things at the gym by, hey, I'll write a check for the winner of the next challenge. Let's get people challenged to try to get more people participating and try to improve that. So we pay it forward for those type of things to make sure that programs continue to grow and that we can keep that, uh, keep that moving forward for everybody's success.
0: You did really well that year when you won the $10,000. You know what your body fat got down to? Our, our old arm machines weren't as accurate with the M bodies now, but, but you had a machine. So this
1: is, this is hilarious. So when we switched from those arm machines, when you hold those things out at arm's length, and then you went to the new machine, we stand on the scale and hold the things. Mm-hmm. I lost 8% In-body. body fat just switching devices. So,
0: <laughs> wow.
1: So, yeah. So that's the difference of the old device versus the new accuracy that we stand on those things with the, the, the those little metal plates with our feet. And we hold those electrodes in our hands. Yeah. And, and it does. Her, so it's yeah. very different. So people, when you say my body, my body fat was 9% then when I've done it since. Then, and I know I went to 13 and went up to 14 after to maintain body fat. But then when I stepped back on it, on that machine, I dropped way down again. So there's a difference of the old device versus the new device. And it's really cool. But I, I wouldn't have been down. You know, I wouldn't have been so low. I probably still would have hit four, maybe 5%. But I was I, I was fortunate. Yeah. That I really got cut that's and uh, muscles developed. And it wasn't for me, it wasn't about losing weight. So that's one of the significance. Um, yes, I wanted to, to lose weight, but I my muscles grew and I lost weight. So I lost eight inches on my waist in the process of only losing 20 some pounds. So it's not always, can I lose 80 pounds, but my waist didn't get very small. And so as my chest grew during those times, doing so much exercises, so many different new exercises um, with the bands, because the band workouts are very efficient, uh, building leg muscles, building building the quads and the hams and all the things that we have to build with those bands. Um, They're very efficient at what they do. So by doing all those exercises, different muscles develop and grow, and the fat comes out of them. And so we change shapes. And that's the significance of the change that happened to me. It wasn't just about losing the weight. It was the shape change to my body.
0: So if no one's, if people listening to this right now haven't heard you before, they're going, wow, this guy is is freaking off the charts motivational. So <laughs> were you like this before you got yourself in better condition? Have you always been so positive? I mean, I want to know because okay. I'm i curious so about that.
1: I, I That started for me and I built confidence. and I, And I have to say, I started my confidence building was in the Army. Um, I went through a seminar, uh, Brian Tracy was a, he's a national yeah. speaker on sales, but he also, um, yeah. first in order to be an effective salesman, first, we have to be effective with ourselves. And his thing was stand in front of a mirror and say, I like myself. I like myself. You have to believe in yourself first. And so until you start believing in yourself and, and those type of things and, and correct your attitude to get self-talk, because if you're always tearing yourself down. Everybody else will join right in and help you with that. So that's not the, that's not the right goal. We have to be positive. So we have a choice to make every morning. It's going to be, it's going to be a good day. And I've got to make it a good day. And my attitude is what's going to make it a good day. So my saying is incredible. So how's your day? I'm incredible today. How are you? and incredible. So that can be a good or a bad thing, by the way. So it can, my, my day can be incredibly bad today, but it's incredible, you know? And so, <laughs> so, so that's the main thing to this is, is we can make, we can make, um, we can change the way that we look at things in life. And, uh, but that's where it started at and, uh, for the motivational piece of it. And, uh, I would like to say, I, I, it just grew as I grew in confidence, it grew. And so how we do, and motivating others and helping people and and that's why in class uh when you're instructing the most important thing we can do is motivating those people in the class uh telling them how how they look and how they feel and 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 it's just get excited uh for their sake
0: yeah and i just remember uh the first time i said alan how you doing you said incredible and then the next time I said the same thing, you said the same thing. I go, like, okay, this guy's got a mantra going on here. And so I'm just going to call him Mr. Incredible. So in my phone contacts, Alan Sprinkle, company, Mr. Incredible. That's where your company is in my in my phone so, book. So
1: after you dubbed me Mr. Incredible in front of, uh, I think it was even at the $10,000 winner thing that Mr. Incredible. So I think it was there even. So since then, um, I've actually, my my zone uh, name on the screen is Mister Incredible.
0: So, so that's oh, what that's I just, perfect. That's, what that's I just perfect. Did at that point, <laughs> and that's what it should be. And you know, Alan, I, I, I know, So I was I was just at a conference last weekend, and I noticed all these people, these professionals that are trying to better themselves. Uh, all of them were in great shape. All of them. And this is a fitness conference, but not everybody in fitness or martial arts is in great shape. But what's impressed me is since two thousand and nine, how many years has that been? Since you won the ten um. thousand dollars. 14 years, 14. You, you were the first one to do that's the first year we had that contest. And we only had one. Now we have two, We have a male and female. But you've maintained your level of fitness since then, I think you're probably four or 5% body fat right now on that new machine that's more accurate than the old machine. Yes.
1: So I want I don't want anybody to think they, can, they can't they'll never fall off the wagon. So I injured myself recently back in August, for an example, I immediately said, okay, I've got to reduce my uh carbs and proteins, we've got to reduce my calorie input because I can't work out like I was working out before. And so we have to reduce everything. And in the beginning I did really good with that. My wife helped me. We reduced my input. Everything was going well. And then the first time you go back out in public and then, oh Alan, well, it's good to see you at this meeting. Hey, we're here's my wife made these cookies and here you have a few and it just starts there and there's a little slippage. So then we were not still not working out. I wasn't working out to the level I could yet because of the injury. Um And so for me, I had to get, after that, I have to take that stuff back out. I have to go back to eating correctly. I have to, and now I'm exercising hard again. And we have to go through the process where I have to, I'm going to have to say no to some of those, some of those dessert type items or pastries. I'm going to have to say no to, to fried foods. Sometimes I'm going to have to eat more salads, but I like salads. I just have to put them in my program. I have to plan for the right proteins and plan for the right carbs, the correct ones, because it's not that we don't eat. I eat more.
0: I just spread it out differently. Your body's in burn mode. Right. So you told me a while back and I'm going to ask you a very personal question. I hope it's okay for you to share this because it is personal. And in your family, there's something that has uh, been detrimental to many of the men in your family. And you have this same genetic Thing. I don't know what you told me before a couple of times, and I yep. can't remember because it's too long of a word. I'm Gilligan. I don't get the word. Right. So, what do you mind okay. talking about
1: that? No, I'm I'm good with that. As a matter of fact, because maybe it'll maybe it'll help someone. My grandfather, for example, uh died in his early 50s. My father died by 59. He was a diabetic. He was high blood pressure, all preventable of what he would have been eating or or drinking alcohol or those type of things. Choices he, he made choices. Um, both of my brothers have since passed and one of them started having strokes when he was in his thirties, same issue, uh, by 53, he passed, uh, the other brother passed at 58. Those are young. That's young. Those age, are young ages. You? That's so, so young. No males in my family have made 60. Um, and it's my intention to make 60. I'm only a few months away, obviously at this point, but, um, so with that, uh, I, I have a deficiency called alpha one antitrypsin deficiency. Um, And, uh, what that means is, uh, and just call it alpha one, but, um, what it means for me is that I have to watch my lungs because my liver does not produce enough alpha one antitrypsin to tell my lungs, to reproduce the alveoli or the things that turn the oxygen, turn the air I breathe into oxygenation for my blood. So without that, um, my blood doesn't work right. My lungs don't work right. And there's really, there's not a cure. Uh, you can have blood transfusions, but for me, if I keep conditioning and I control my weight and uh, I make my, keep my lungs safe by um, protecting. So when I go into, and in the construction industry, there's lots of opportunities to be in dusty environments or around paints or chemicals or those type of things. So I have to wear a mask in those situations, but I, um, by taking care of that, uh, I am protecting myself. I don't, I don't go near people that smoke um and uh my liver um i mean not that i've consumed alcohol I've, not, I've chosen not to consume alcohol from the time i was young in high school but i don't consume alcohol just because i don't want it to hurt me and so those are choices we make but i'm going to make it the long haul and uh and uh i just don't want that to be a i don't want to be another representative in that and cause my body to shut down young
0: i'm looking at you here the people are just going to be hearing your voice on this podcast but you you just look incredibly fit. There's one more key to that.
1: And yeah. we need a support network. When we lose this or we, we work through this, if one person in the house does it and the rest of the house does not, that person's gonna slip back into eating what everybody else ate. My wife and I did this together. We yeah. continue to do this together mm-hmm. and we're a team. You can't have one person in the house and I've seen it happen time and again where one person in the house comes, joins the program and they do great and they have all the great results but then when they stop, they slip back into what their family is doing and then it, it, it doesn't it doesn't help them. So that was the part that we've got to build our support network within our family and
0: help each other. So let's go back to when uh, I gave you that $10,000 check. Boy, I was as happy as you were, I think. <laughs> it was so fun. But w- when I do that now, and I didn't know this back then, I wasn't thinking. Now I always ask the people when I give the check out later for the interview, what are you going to do, or what you do with your ten thousand dollars? I did not ask you that, but you had plans for your ten thousand dollars. I did, so I had two things happening, and and ten thousand dollars was different
1: than it is today. So that's significant. So for me, um, I had a son that had just started, second son that had just started college up at UNI, and uh, I was just starting a business, the uh, uh, getting a business running, and uh, so ten thousand dollars comes in very useful when you're when you're trying to make. Um, all these things happen in your life and building business and doing all this stuff. So $10,000 becomes, uh, basically an investment towards the whole family's future and what we build. When all that happened, um, I had been, when I started the program, I had been working at a company that went defunct. And, uh, when that happened, they went bankrupt and I went and, uh, and I found out from banks, there was assets available. If you could buy, if you could buy assets and I was investing our personal, uh, financials and get everything set up in a business. Well. So that's what helped us to, I mean, all of it came together to build and it's not, I can't say $10,000 built the whole business or put my son through college, but it was at the right time when everything together makes that whole thing, makes the whole thing go forward.
0: It helped a little. That's awesome. It helped a lot. You, You said earlier, sometimes you help people out in your location in Grimes, studio in Grimes, and just by writing a check. And so you're paying it forward. You know, you got right. that check, but now you're paying it forward for other people to motivate them to have incentive out there to do better.
1: Yes. And it's so important to do that for everybody's sake.
0: And it doesn't surprise me when I talk about people being fit that are successful business owners, your company has done incredible things. Not to use your term too much here, but <laughs> you have uh, really made it, grown a really nice company with uh, construction, right? Yes, sir.
1: Um so I had a spinal injury, while I was in the military and, uh, and I've had it operated on a couple of times since, the, since then. However, because of that, I can have a service-disabled veteran-owned small business. So with that business, uh, that does government contracting and we do a lot of work at the VA hospitals, both Iowa City and in Des Moines. And since then, we've taken on additional jobs over at Rock Island Arsenal, where there's a national cemetery there. We're doing cemeteries in Dallas, some of the other type of work. And we've done a lot of schools. And so it gives us opportunities to bid into uh, contracting and and do that part of it. The other part of this is my passion was always home building. And I love to design homes. I love to build homes with people and put the process together. And we have a great process to make everything work for the customer. And it just gives me the opportunity to meet with people, show people how it works, and go over all the selections and pick everything and do all the stuff. And that's where we started. And now we have staff that helps with all that stuff. And, and we've grown that business. We do probably 40 homes a year. It's pretty good.
0: That's a good business. And I remember, actually, you gave me a tour of one of your homes at one point. And I thought, wow, you know what? You're building homes that are not on the high end of the price point, but they look like it. They're really nicely done and they're customized to what your person wants and wants to buy a home. I was floored about I was floored when you told me how much you could build those homes for. So you've got something figured out. And clearly that's why you probably can't build them fast enough.
1: One of the bigger things uh, for me has always been the energy efficiency piece of it. And so that's one of the things of I went to two by six walls when I started. Some builders do, some builders don't, but. I can make a house so much more efficient with a two by six wall instead of a two by four wall and the amount of insulation we put in all those type of things. So that's always been a really, really important piece of my home building passion of how can I make the house as much a energy efficient source for the family? Because if your house payment is one thing, but your utilities are high, then you're you're not saving. But if I can keep your utilities low and keep your house at a good price, People can make that house
0: work better. So, you had recently, you're talking about not being able to work out fully. You actually tore a hamstring and you had to have surgery, right? So, actually, uh, I was
1: water skiing in August and I hadn't water skied in 40 years. And I went down the lake of the Ozarks and the water was rough to begin with. And my friend had a big boat and it had dual 375s on it and he was going pretty good <laughs> clip. And I went out of the wake and I was coming back into the wake and the wake was three foot tall. And I hit that wake and it pulled my leg straight out to the side and tore my hamstring completely loose. And it fell down inside my wow. leg. And all of a sudden I reached back with my hand cause I was screaming in pain, I reached back with my hand and I couldn't feel, I felt my glute where your butt is, but there was nothing below that. And it was empty. And my leg, I, wow. felt, like I, I felt like my leg and I was screaming in pain. They got, they got the boat back and, and, uh, my leg was useless, it wouldn't work. I, I dragged myself up the ladder onto a platform and they took me to shore and got me on a thing. Um, it was a complete uh, tear of the hamstring off. And the doctor said, it's very rare. Usually people tear one because there's three major points of the hamstring. Usually they tear one. And in a bad case in football, sometimes they tear two, but n- hardly ever tear three. And so I saw the first specialist and he said, I'm sorry, I can't operate on this. It needs, a, needs somebody that does this more efficiently. I met another special specialist in Des Moines and he was the one that laid it out for me. And, and, uh, he said he doesn't recommend ever water ski again, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> he put, uh, he put three screws in it, reattached it all and put three screws in place. And your weeks where there's no load bearing at all. And, and the pain stopped once he did the surgery, put everything back in place. The pain really subsided immensely. Uh, but it was extremely painful until that muscle, everything's put back where it belongs what's funny is he tells you you're old first. Well, you know, at your age, you shouldn't be doing those activities any longer. <laughs> so yeah, thanks doc. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. Um, and one of the most incredible things for me was he said, because of um, after he did the surgery and he, he met with me again, um, he said, because of my muscle strength, the flexibility that I have because of doing all the stretching and stuff all the time. Um I'm three months ahead of ahead of the physical therapy and I'm months ahead in the healing process. And he let me start jogging months early. And, uh, I'm really, uh, I'm really happy. There's some activities I'm still not allowed to do. So I can't kick a bag yet. And he said, when I start kicking with that leg again, I have to kick soft for in the beginning until I can build it and get used to that motion. I may never kick like I used Uh to. kick.
0: I've never heard of you kicking soft. So
1: uh, it's going to be hard. I'm not allowed to play pickleball, for example. I'm not allowed to. I'm not allowed to I mean, there's just so many activities. Like I can't run full tilt anymore. And he
0: said, you have to anymore.
1: I, I don't know. At your age, what are you running that hard for?
0: Because I enjoy it, you know? Exactly. Well, that's your recovery three months ahead of schedule is absolutely remarkable. It doesn't surprise me, though, knowing you, you're going to rehab everything faster than, than the average person. Yeah, we're blessed. We're so blessed. You look like you're in a warm environment there. Are you in Florida right now?
1: (laughs) I am. I'm in Florida, enjoying the beautiful temperatures down here. It'll be 80 again today, and it's uh, it cools off a little bit at night, all the way down to uh, 60 degrees. And (laughs) I know Des Moines is just not. I used to joke about.
0: (laughs) And now it's a little chiller. I used to joke about the snowbirds. Now I I think that that might be something we could coin you an incredible snowbird.
1: Well, you know, one of the funny things is they didn't have, uh, uh, enough classes here for, for what I would, they had some stretching classes and some yoga classes and stuff. So I asked them if it'd be okay if I, if I, I do a class here and they, they got all my stuff and they, they're letting me do a class. And so I had 18 people show up for a free class. I volunteered to do a class once a week here Had 18 people, 60 and above, uh, show up for my class last week. And, uh. I bet you I have more this week because it went around the park fast and everybody's, hey, you're Alan, you teach the class. So I'm I'm positive <laughs> I'm
0: gonna have more this week. Well, I was thinking that we could probably get you going on a franchise down there. You're already starting <laughs> it. So that's good. Eh? Here I you tried go. finding a couple down here. They're just not down here. I didn't tell I was gonna ask you this, but is there something about you that that would so surprise the people listening to this they don't know about you? Is there something else you want to share? Something Alan Sprinkle, or is there some advice you'd like to give people that are listening that are trying to get in better shape?
1: It's interesting. I've named my company Covenant Construction Services, CCS Homes. But the reason I've named my company, that is because of my faith walk. And I believe strong um, that uh, Jesus is my savior. And so that helps me in every day. And uh, so that's something a lot of people maybe don't know. And they told me in the beginning, you might lose business by naming your company that. You know what? If, if I lose that business, then I wasn't meant to have it to begin with because that's not what God had in my mind. And so that's yeah. one of the things that not everybody knows about me, but um, my faith uh, helps me to keep everything going. And then my wife right behind that.
0: I asked you two questions tell something about Alan, tell some way you could help people in their, in their fitness journey. And you just, just did them both with the same answer.
1: Yes. And it's, it's <laughs> so correct. Uh, it all ties together, it
0: helps us mind and body. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> Boy, does anything else you you've got, Alan? Because I, uh...
1: I, I appreciate the time that you've given me today, Lance. And I, I hope there's a few people that can see the inspiration in, in, in what your program has done for me and my family. But at the same time, it, it's just so, um, I think it's great that it's going national and there's so many different franchises across the United States. It's it, this program, if done correctly, can be great for everyone. And while other programs are coming and going, they're not the same. They don't focus. They use different equipment or different this or different that. It's not the same. And so I, I just have to say that your program is, is is an all-in-one program. And it just
0: and it takes people like you to, to do the work. Uh, you make us look good, my friend. Alan Sprinkle, everybody. Thank you. And until next time, this is Lance Farrell with Life at Level 10. Please be sure to like it and subscribe if you'd like to hear more episodes.